Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the pod where we chat, argue, and wax poetic about the movies that we love, hate, or that are simply worth talking about. All movies have something to say, and we enjoy trying to analyze what they capture. Welcome to The Chatter After. I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet fan here, and I am so excited to be back here at The Shatter After pod to talk about movies. And in October, with Halloween, we're going to talk horror movies. And that was the weirdest, cheery way of talking about it. But hey, that's all fine. Because we're going to have amazing movies that we're covering this month. And today, I'm here with Mike Thomas. You know, Brandon, it is it is a great time to be a movie fan. It's horror season. The leaves are falling. The air is changing. You know, in Wisconsin, we find, we, we're at that point where you just kind of do that, that, that blow right in the morning and you get the steam coming out of your mouth. And I'm just yes. sitting there like, God, summer movie season is over. It's time for fall. It's time for spooky season. Let's get it. Yes. And the one and only, our horror expert, Jayla. What's up, Jayla? Hey, hey, hey. What is up? It is my favorite time of the year, so I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And it, I'm also excited to be here because we're not only talking about a horror film today, we're talking about a horror film in one of my favorite genres of horror. And the thing is this, I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say it live, I'm a scary little bitch. I'm a scary little bitch. I am a bitch. I will run away. I will shit my pants. I cannot play Resident Evil because I am a little bitch. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it. But I do appreciate the horror genre. And when it's done right, the messages that it that treats the, the conversation of human nature, there's a lot of great stuff within these horror films. We're done right. I'm not saying that a slasher film is done right because that's for a particular set of set audience. So there is such a thing as a good slasher movie and a bad slasher movie. Um, and then there's parodies of slasher movies. I'm <laughs> scream. But you oh. have... Yeah. He, he I said the magic words. <laughs> I did. It's not a parody, but it's okay. Satire, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to um actually. No, no, no. Your own show. No, 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 no. Again, I said it from the get go. You're the hotter expert, but I, I always (laughs) knew that that scream was like that, that interesting. It's a film, not. It's a film that talks about the slasher genre as opposed to being just a slasher movie. I have. I have. And I've seen it made fun of enough to know that that's kind of the whole thing mm-hmm. why it's so interesting. It's not just, you know, it's not your typical slasher movie, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I wasn't actually upset. I just, I'm actually, anyways, go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, but my favorite genre of horror is zombie movies. I love zombie movies. I love them enough that I'll, I would, if, if, it's, if you put a zombie story right in front of me in any type of medium, whether it's a manga, whether it's a, a, a series, whether it's a comic book, whether it's a game, uh, some games, I'm too scared to play them, but I like watching walkthroughs of them just to see the story and stuff like that. It's one of the most interesting horrors, horrors type of genre that I love. And we're going to talk about the one and only Train to Busan. The amazing Korean film that debuted in Cannes Film Festival back in 2016. A film that only cost $8.5 million to make and took home $98.5 million. For a horror movie to make a lot of money like this, that, that means this movie's good. And it means that it became appealing to a lot of people, not just horror fans. But as a person mm-hmm. that loves zombie movies, this is a particular film that puts... 
that give zombie movies a good name. Because there's a lot of bad zombie movies out there. There's a lot of bad people just not taking the genre seriously. Right. I don't count I don't count Shaun of the Dead because that is an amazing zombie comedy. <laughs> but I do want to talk horror movies. I want to talk zombie films. Guys, we're talking Train to Busan. Let's start with the conversation. Dela, thoughts yes. on this movie, general thoughts before we break it apart. Talk to me, Train to Busan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I really had a good time with this. It's been a very long time since so I've been able to sit down and just watch a zombie movie that felt like enjoyable or fresh or just was a good, a good ride along the way and i i was pleasantly surprised i already knew it was gonna be good but still it was really refreshing to get a good zombie movie that was fun uh after what i've been through at walking dead so i had a blast with it Yikes. you said the magic words <laughs> the i'm still dead. hurt but it's fine <laughs> hey I, I i stopped watching halfway through season nine i think oh you got longer than me so at some point I'm gonna pick it back up again because I I, I have to finish it. Why? Because I have to finish it. I have to. It's it's it's. I finished Supernatural, so I have oh, to finish buddy. Walking Dead. I'm I know, so I, sorry. I have guilty pleasure. I actually think Supernatural is an amazing series, but that's. Oh, I love Supernatural. It's just the way it ended. I love the way it ended. That's another really? conversation for another day. <laughs> another podcast, yes, people. yes, yes. <laughs> Mike, train to Busan. Talk to me. Yeah, so months ago, you said you wanted to cover Train to Busan. Never seen it. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll knock it out in October. Um, nobody told me that this movie wasn't in English. So Aww. that caught me off guard. I was actually going to watch it like three days before I actually sat down to watch it. I just didn't feel like reading. So I had to come back to it uh, a couple days later. And man, this movie is its intense. I love everything it is, about yeah. it, though. It's, it's such a great ride. Um, especially because the zombie genre is fascinating. Because, you know, Brandon, our love for The Last of Us, right? Which I still say right. is the pinnacle of the genre. This right. is a very different approach. Because in The Last of Us, the clickers, the zombies, are secondary. You're not really focused on that. And this one, they're the actual threat. And so having to figure out how to combat that, their weaknesses moving through all these freaking trains and then you have avalanches of zombies coming towards you was so entertaining and so well done um especially again i'm claustrophobic so being in the all these tight spaces just add another layer of horror and terror to this movie that it probably didn't have on some other people but yeah it, it's a great ride I love Train to Busan. I love everything about it. Um, this is a film. Um, I, uh, to give you an idea, the best example that I have, I've talked about the original Alien a lot. Um, I haven't done a podcast on it, but I've talked about it, my thoughts about it enough that I don't like horror movies. Like, I'm not that guy because I'm too much of a bitch. But I, when I see Alien, the artistry is so amazing. The cinematography, the great use of practical effects... Um, so much that that movie accomplishes in the short run time and with the resources that they had back when Ridley Scott did it back then, Alien is an amazing film. And Train to Busan talks is that kind of horror movie where everything that they did with the budget, shout out to Isaac, everything went to making this film 
the best it can be. And I love because it's firing on all cylinders and so many different things that I enjoy about a good horror film, which is it's not just about the monster. It's about human nature. It's about human connections. It's about human relationships. It's about situational horror and also psychological horror because it's not just the fact that they're out there. Is that how do these people get to agree and how to survive, right? Um, the idea that human nature or, or humans themselves and their selfishness can be even a more more of a threat than the actual zombies themselves. So I, I, I'm of the nature that the best of the thought, I'm sorry, that the best zombie films or which is why The Walking Dead to me was so great, especially in the beginning, because the best zombie films or series the zombies are the environment. They're not the threat. They're not the main thing. Yes, they're creepy. It looks disgusting where they're eating other people. It's 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 scary. But the reality is is what that circumstance, how that circumstance affects the survivors. How the circumstances affect the main characters. And and one of the things that I love about this one in particular is that the the story that they're trying to tell is front and center and it's just driven by the horror narrative because you have a the story of by the way father of the year to the main character because he sucks um but <laughs> but like like the idea of parents and, and and the fact that you have two parents here and the fact that one father can learn from the other um like all these characters all these relationships are so so interesting and so great and it doesn't feel like they're just trying to check off boxes right because when it comes to zombie movies the boxes are simple big city first bite outbreak survive right that's your checklist that's really all it is but this film literally takes that checklist and says okay we know what the we know what the format is but we're going to tell you the story about this guy that is destroying the relationship that he had with his wife and his daughter and we're going to use that as a driving narrative. Narrative, And I love the fact that once the horror starts, they don't just drop it and just focus on the horror. That theme is there from start to finish. And different versions of that are seen throughout. Which is why this film, I think, it's one of those horror films that transcends the genre. And it, and it, and it fits that is very appealing to more people. Which is why The Last of Us is so appealing, even for people that are not into the zombie genre. Does that make sense? Because it's yeah. a real, there's a real story, a real narrative there. Totally. Um, totally. You know, and again, like, I am not a big horror guy. I'm not a big zombie guy. But like you said at the top, right, seeing the artistry and the, and the narrative inside of this film, outside of, like you said, the, the typical zombie story is really great. Also, just shout out to my man Gilgamesh. I'm tired of seeing this dude die, though. Over and over. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Heartbreaking. Good. <laughs> if you don't know, that means I didn't spoil anything for you. Who's Gilgamesh? <laughs> the the husband. Um, okay, that guy. That guy's so cool, bro. That guy is so cool, and he has all the dad jokes. <laughs> he has like, all the dad moments. Like, yeah. why, why is your ringtone so tacky? I don't know. How do I change it? <laughs> Like, that was the best line. Yeah, I love ever. seeing them adapt too, though, right? Like figuring out yeah. 
that yep. when the zombies see you, that's when they attack you, or them being smart enough to take the phone and throw it across, <laughs> throw it across the aisle. I thought was was really clever. Um, what did you think? What do you guys think about the themes, the whole thing about parenthood, um, or, or at least the way the story develops? Did because I, I think one of the best. Correct, Jayla, you're my expert. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep throwing things stuff. One of the best no, you're things. Fine. One of the best things of the best horror films are the correct use of tension and relief. Because you can't just be in tension 100%, right? You, you, there has to be right. for it to be Raymond efficient. I think the way they use it in this film is perfect. Um, I do. Oh, good. No, no. Um, I do agree. I think the pacing was uh, wonderful. Um, I'm someone that's very big on create horror with interesting characters that you care about you care about their their survival or they don't survive and um i really enjoyed not only the main story but um you, you have these this this big group of people and from all of these walks of life and you really get to see like how their background affects the way they react and treat others in this situation and it's a really cool like mirror to hold up to the people around us and kind of get you thinking but um, yeah, no, it was really intense. The uh, pacing was phenomenal. Um, there was definitely moments that you're like on the edge of your seat, and they kind of give you a little bit of a breather, but then they just send you right back into it, even at the very end. Yep. No, and it's and it's and then it's those little things of tension, right? Like they, and I love how it's not about it's not about the jump scare because it's, because the horror is always all around them, right? So. Because when you think of, when you think about it, and here's where the where the smart directing in my mind comes from, because so the setting is very simple. It's a train. It's divided by cars, but there's zombies in it, so you can't just freely go to and fro for the train. So the horror element is always there. So it's so it's and the way they they deal with the tension when you have those quiet moments is. It's like it's all about social anxiety between mm -hmm. themselves. Like one of the things that I found very interesting is, did you guys notice that they use cell phones as an anxiety producing method? Because they had a quiet moment and anxiety kicks in because they're making calls to their loved one and they cannot reach them. So you're feeling the anxiety of silence, the anxiety of lack of communication. Yeah, that's that a good dis point. There's that disconnect. That's one. And then the other side is when they actually do get in contact with someone, they're just hearing madness. Like, and the idea of using those elements of technology as a means of creating tension besides the already there underlayer of zombie tension, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. you know, and like like when he when they're at the train station, and they're walk they're going off on their own because they're thinking, okay, we can't just be with these people, whatever. He makes that call, hey, yeah, what's going on? Hey, um, my guys are not answering, and you're like, oh crap, and then you see the feet of the platoon underneath the scared case, and then it just builds from there. It's just great, yeah, so smart. <laughs> I, I appreciate, one, you picking up on that, but two, being able to set a horror story in present day. Because for a while there, a lot of stories started to be set in the 80s and the 90s, and it felt like 
technology has advanced to the point where horror would just be stupid. Why don't they use their cell phones? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? And it's like, you know, I I don't know if it was just the popularity of Stranger Things being in the 80s, but like there was a good six year time period where it's like, well, all of these spooky or scary stories needs to be set in the past. But this one actually used its setting to its advantage, right? Because yeah, the the cell phones were used in a way to get out of a situation, but like you said, it was also used to add tension to specific moments. Like when he gets his the call from his mother, it's heart Yo. It's just Yo. devastating. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, absolutely. Go Jayla. Oh, uh, no, I, I really, I really love the, the point you have with uh, anxiety. I didn't, I did not pick up on that. That, that is absolutely stellar. Um, I love when um, horror, one of my favorite things to see in horror is when they take technology and they acknowledge it and they give you a reason to like, it's not a way out. Um, yep. They, they just kind of like think it through and give a logical story, a logical reason within the story. Cough, cough, bodies, bodies, bodies. Use technology, great. Um, so I, I always love seeing that. I always think it's super creative. Um, yeah, no, that's it's really great. The, the use of technology, like when they were uh, trying to distract the zombies, is really really cool. Um, the idea, I mean, even the idea of, of being in a situation and trying to desperately call someone that you care about and not getting an answer, that is, like, gut-wrenching to think about. Like, if your, if your anxiety was at 11, it just boosted to another yeah. 12, right? And, 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 and at this whole time, they're thinking, let's go to Busan and we need to get to that other side. But you're not getting an answer from the other side. So it's like you're like no like you're still not getting so it's like out communication how, those little things which like you said Mike and Jayla play into the horror aspect of it in in terms of peace of mind no or not lack of peace of mind but also the the smart thing about setting up in a present day which leads me to this which is what I love about Last of Us what I love about Kingdom which to me which is based on the manga Kingdom of the Gods which is on Netflix which is a phenomenal period piece zombie epic um which i really enjoy which i can't wait for them to make more of it um the idea that the best characters are going to be this are going to be actual real people not you know you don't you don't have to downgrade humanity for horror to work you can have the best horror we'll have the best horror will have smart people trying to survive and then you're going to have smart people being dicks to each other. But everybody mm -hmm. has their thinking, right? Like, the way they... they and, and also, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I, I thought about this. As the story develops and the change in settings and trains or whatever, this movie's kind of built like a video game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, built like a, it built, it's built like a video game. Like... It's it's built in stages. Um, you you level up or learn certain abilities to be able to get to the next stage. Like that scenes. whole thing. <laughs> you have cutscenes. Like the whole thing with the audio and the lack of sunlight. Like that's like one of those situational horrors where like okay wait this is a sneaking section. So like all those little things here and there. Um, I, I I actually love that because it, it it puts me in that and it kind of puts you in that driver's seat also yeah. kind of. Because the the way the angles go and the idea that they suited up like the Power Rangers, that was great. 
That was actually a really fun moment. Got to be real. We need more so, smart people in horror movies. Go. Yes. Um, I just want to go ahead and get this off my chest. I don't remember his name, but that one dude, I hate that guy. We all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I fuck would, that dude. I would have absolutely fed him to zombies. I would have straight up fed that man to zombies. He got so many people killed. <laughs> that <Fuck>. man. <laughs> that guy. Public enemy number one. If, awful like, person. I texted like the you green when t- I was watching, and I'm like, I hate this. I don't think I've ever hated it. The entire time I watched the movie, I just kept thinking, I hate him. I actually hate him. I have a pure, deep hatred for this character. Anyway, let me see. conductor as a shield, man. He's so, like, good. Yeah. I'm going to say it in the great words of Tom Segura. Fuck that guy. And fuck everybody like him, like no, and yeah, and, and but the but the beauty about that kind of guy, right, is because think about how much less of a story we would not have in the film if it weren't for that side of human nature. Like we needed the coward, which again is another horror trope. We need right. the coward. We need the selfish one. Like one of the other, one of the topics of horror that's so interesting, especially traditional horror, is like a lot of people say karma's a bitch. Trust me, in horror movies, karma's a bitch. <laughs> like, like karma's yeah, gonna bitch you. Yeah, exactly right. You know, like um, yeah, uh, that's actually an excellent point because it's a it's very common in um, horror movies for like their death to be a, a fitting punishment for like whatever behavior they had within the movie. Uh, any like a good any like good slasher like a well done horror movie it's, it's usually some kind of like this person has this flaw and this is and that flaw gets them killed. Yep. Yeah, and it's and it's so interesting. It's so interesting that he is that gateway to the worst of humanity, and and, and it's interesting because like like any other film, right? And especially this one, and so, like a lot of people love. Post-apocalyptic stories, not necessarily just zombie stories, but a lot of people like post-apocalyptic stories for the fact that that's some of that's one of the best frames where you can explore human nature, right? Because mm-hmm. you have humanity um, put into extreme situations that you cannot unless the world's gone to shit, right? So it's so the idea that you can see the best of humanity in Sun E, which is the main character's daughter. And Gilgamesh apparently is what we're calling, right? <laughs> and and that one actor, right? That's the best of humanity, right? You have that guy, which fuck that guy. He's the fuck you guy. Um, that guy is the worst of humanity. Because not only can he be the worst of humanity, he can turn he can he's he's more infectious than the actual zombie disease. Because he appeals to everybody's self-righteousness, selfishness, and cowardice, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the main character, which is the other side of humanity that if they want, they can be better. Because he is that one transitional character that actually grows through the film. Like that that husband guy, he's always been the good guy. That that piece of shit guy, he's always been the piece of shit guy. But our main character, mm-hmm. our so-called hero father of the year, you see him become the piece of shit to become the hero in the end, which gives so much 
gives him this solid arc that's just beautiful that at the end the daughter's celebrating him because daddy saved me you know and as you know what i mean like it which is so so powerful and i love horror movies for this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely um i agree i i really did love his character art and seeing him grow uh father daughter stories always get me every single time without fail uh so that was really really well done um and it kind of was he was kind of like the balance you know what i mean yep he was he was he was the balance um he was the one that learned from his ways and he was the one that ultimately uh he he realized that it's not about him by the end of the movie he was very self-centered in the beginning and this this whole situation forced him to see that it's so much bigger than it, than him and how much he has been slacking for his loved ones in favor of himself. And kudos to the kid to call his, to call her dad out on his shit. Like, also, kudos to the child actor because her wailing yes. for her dad, Jesus. She was amazing. Everything. Like when 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 he calls him out and says, like in the middle of everything, when they get to that first station right at like in the middle that he goes like you do this all the time you only think about yourself we have to help him and you're like bro bro listen to your kid bro like and the funny thing is that when he decides to not help anybody you get the homeless man which is the scour of the, the scour the scourge of the earth right but of course you can't judge a book by its cover because again single to the fuck you guy um that guy just oh and by the way can we talk about how the homeless guy just pays attention to everything and literally sacrifices himself at the end mm-hmm. yeah Bruh. so i've got one minor gripe here how did this pregnant lady and this homeless guy with a very bad limp outrun all these zombies <laughs> they so, were fast zombies they were i have not i have no answer Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Move on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Look at it this way: these are the kind of this is a suspension of disbelief that I think this movie has earned. <laughs> like, which can, can we agree that that horror is probably that kind of genre that is so hard to that suspension of disbelief is like the hardest thing to create, right? Mm. Is, no, not necessarily. Um, I think that when it comes to horror, as long as it's like, as long as you don't break the rules that you set up, you're you're pretty solid. I I think gotcha. people are pretty uh, pretty lenient when it comes to horror. I mean, you know, when we have things like a Chucky that is beloved across the board, um, or how people keep getting murdered by the same kind of serial killer. A la scream is <laughs> routine like the same you know what I mean um yeah I think that it's not as much um that it's harder for suspension of disbelief it's just horror is uh is it can be really cheap to make and it makes a high profit and people get really lazy so we have a lot of fluff that makes sense like they have an opportunity like and it's interesting I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned 
um, the low budget aspect of horror movies because I think those are, if not if not the cheapest, one of the cheapest to make. Period. Oh, absolutely. Film, right. I mean, we have found footage, so that's um, you got to love your cell phone. Um, <laughs> so, but but the thing that I find interesting is it's knowing where to spend the money, right? And this film does a great job because there's CGI in it. Mm-hmm. You you barely <laughs> notice it, but it's there. You didn't but notice the, the moment, CGI deer at the beginning? Trust me, I was more paying attention about that. that I was more interested about the fact that, a, that Bambi started the apocalypse than whether or not Bambi was CGI. It gave me... me- <laughs> to me, that was more important. Bambi started the apocalypse. That's all. That's that's all I know. I don't know why, because it's not even close to being similar. But it made me think of the uh, Resident Evil Two remake intro. Um, no reason. It's probably because I I played that game way too much. I love Resident Evil. <laughs> cool. That's it. That's all. My that's my whole point. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> And with that, we're going to call it an episode, everybody. <laughs> Bambi, uh, go play Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Bambi starts the apocalypse. I mean, Bambi's pretty angry with men, but, you know. Um, Bambi, there's Bambi in a laboratory. Thump versus test subject. That's why he's always... Okay, sorry. Um, oh my god, it's like Planet of the Apes with Bambi. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Bambi of the apes. Um, Bambi of the apes, man. Human. I mean, <laughs> you killed. You killed mother. Um. So sorry for those that love Bambi, but this is the live action remake I want to see. Um, Bambi of the apes. Brought Bambi to revenge show. story. Bambi <laughs> Yo, revenge an, story. Oh my! There's From an the S and now. Black Adam. Um, oh my God! There's an actual SNL sketch of The Rock as Bambi. Yeah, but I remember. It's it's amazing. Um, there's guns and ships. Um, hierarchy of power in the forest is about to change. <laughs> Move off, Lion King. Okay, we're off track. So and Isaac's not I even love- here. That is hilarious. How off the rails it got without Isaac. I mean, it is a train movie. So here, I have to keep alive. <laughs> yes. Um I do one love... more oh. go, go, go. This is one more note. Um seeing this movie right after seeing Bullet Train is a wild ride. That's it. <laughs> That's I all seen I got. Bullet say. Train, but now I have to go see Bullet Train, I guess. The similarity yeah. there's more similarities than you expect. So beyond the fact that there's a train, both in the title and in the film. There's plenty of similarities. I wouldn't say plenty, but there was a few moments that I was like, this is kind of making me think of Bullet Train. Mike, you know, Mike, back me up, right? She's got a point. I'm still sitting here. Like, the last recording Jalen and I did was Parasite the Maxim. And so there's a lot of similarities <laughs> between this poisoning. and that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. By the way, I heard that episode. That was a good episode. Fun time. I was dying. Literally. Um, I was straight up dying. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like sweating on the floor, barely alive. Nice, nice. No, anyway, nice. <laughs> oh, it was. I oh. missed my own show right after because I like 
TMI, oh. sorry. I puked and passed out. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was that kind of... Oh, yeah, she was I thought... No, I was, like, sick. Oh, I'm so, uh, sorry. Uh, You're so fine. You caught my insensitive ass on tape. I apologize. It's honestly hilarious, because, like, I was, like, like on the phone, like, hang on, guys, I gotta go puke, and I just run to the bathroom. There's a reason there was, like, a ten-minute stretch where she was silent during that episode. I was so not okay. But, That's yeah. off to you for being a trooper. But, but yeah, it's, but, I just think it's yeah. fascinating, right? how we've had so many similarities to this movie and i think part of it is just how influential this film was you know subsequently after it came out because it it took that concept a very simple concept but almost redefined it in a way which i think is really awesome the the concept of the of a train story or other zombies like you said thomas and friends will never be the same never I'm trying to understand. Okay, so the idea, like you said, it's built like a video game, right? Where we're going through stages and levels and we're progressing in a kind of unconventional way for a movie to go. So the idea and the feeling of Train to Busan is something we're familiar with because it is like progressing in a video game. But that's not usually how a movie is laid out, is my thing. Correct. It's 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 not built like a movie. But it works like a movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 and it and it and it makes you think. Like I mean, and and, and it's funny enough because zombie films are very popular in Korea. Like this is a genre that they've made crazy amount of content. Like right now, all of us are dead blew up on Netflix when it came out. You know, um, Kingdom is another one. I know there's a lot of Alive is another one, which again, Alive I really like a lot too. Um, now. I have something to say, and I want your guys' honest opinion. And I think Jayla might have very specific thoughts of this because of her love of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Personally, I hate athletic zombies. I think it's stupid. Oh. I hate them. I think it's stupid. Now, the reason, I'm because I'm not bad with the way that a lot of these Korean films have done it is because they do everything else proper and perfect. Like the story, the characters, like everything. And they use it as a biological force as opposed to just... Like World War Z, to me, that's why I don't... Because it's just a show of just these creatures running around. You know what I mean? And they try to make this interesting biological threat. And later that it, it works like an actual living virus. Cool, but show not tell, guys. And I love how this film does that with this particular take like but to me i always found which is why i find resident evil so fascinating as a video game for example is that the 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 horror and the fright is the it's the way they move and and how once they get you it's you know what i mean like and and whether they're moving slowly or slow motion and it's all about you making the right step or the wrong step that's going to determine your survival as opposed to um them being just running at you all the time where you have no choice in the matter it can be used for horror but at the same time because so many films and so many genres have done it where it's like they're all running and it's this huge barrage of flesh-eating zombies it's like i I don't know i feel it's I fear is it's 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 what's the word I'm looking for? 
or it's it feels deriv- deriv- derivative is the word I'm looking for maybe. But but I don't know. I, I like it. I like this one because the way they use it. But it can be a trope that can ruin your movie very quickly. Mm-hmm. The way I see it, that's the way I feel about it. What do you What do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about mm-hmm. your zombies? Do you like, like them fast or slow? I feel like Jayla has thoughts. So I'm gonna let her go first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I find a well done fast zombie absolutely terrifying. Like, like it, it freaks me out. Like, it, it, it scares me in a way and adds a lot of tension in a way that, like, slower zombies don't. Um, when I say that, I'm not thinking World War Z. I'm thinking 28 Days Later. Okay. Um, it's just, like, the idea of, like, oh, man, like, oh, nope, I can't do it. It freaks me out. They're, they're in, like, because they, they're, like, impossibly fast. And you can run. Like, you can run away from slow zombies, right? Like, we saw in, in Train to Busan, um, how it, they would just overwhelm. They would just overwhelm them. And, and you really don't have time to think or prepare or, or do much at all to uh, defend yourself from these dudes. Scary stuff. Like, could you imagine, like, you're walking down the street and you see a zombie... Full, like full on running towards you. It's terrifying. Yeah, man. And, and and I think it's it's not that I don't find it terrifying because I do, but the type of terror is different. You know, like like there's a diff like the, both of them can be effective if done right. Like for example, there's a there's a part in The Walking Dead where there were so many of them. That it there they became this unstoppable wave of walkers, and the idea that wherever they go, it's it's like a plague. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing you can do to protect them because there's just so many. Um, the idea of the, the anxiety-producing feeling of a slow death is also to me terrifying than than an immediate one. But but mm-hmm. I but I do but I do understand what you're saying because it can it can work both ways. Like. For me, I prefer the slow ones, but you prefer the fast ones. But make, but your take makes perfect sense. Right, right. It's yeah. everyone's preference. Everyone's scared of something different, which is why I think horror is so interesting and so unique when it comes to genres. Um, it's just one of those like things that we all kind of understand, you know. True. True. Mike. Yes. How do you like your zombies? I don't. Care. Well cooked. Or well done. You don't. I, I don't care. <laughs> That's why wow, I have nothing to add to this conversation. Fair. No, because fair. I, fire Mike. So fire him. It's wow. Wow. That is okay. Extreme. <laughs> but you know, again, my love for for zombies goes back to The Last of Us, and The Last of Us. They are varying speeds. <laughs> They are slow. They are there's bloaters. They're just giant zombies, and they are equally terrifying. So I feel like it doesn't really matter because if I don't know how to kill it, I'm scared anyway. I'm very easy to freak out. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. I will the say, idea seeing Michael yeah. Myers just walk towards you very slowly, I think is creepier than somebody running at you. So I might lean towards Brandon. 
but that that's about it. Now, and here's the other thing also is that when you have that, or at least that's how they presented it throughout the movie. Because it's not till the, think about this: it's not till the end of Trade Two Buzan that you actually see zombies taken down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's super true. That's something that stood out to me too. Cause I was like, they are not bashing any skulls. <laughs> right. Right. Because they probably don't know. So, so the, so the, so then you ask yourself, is the goal to survive by killing the zombies or just surviving the, or just surviving that environment, which again is a different kind of horror is the horror. This was a- uh-huh. Yeah, is the horror killing the monster or surviving the plague? Like, what is it? Right, it's right. So interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point. I was just—I made a joke like off the top of my head when I was watching this movie, um, and I was like, "Do they just not have zombie movies in like zombie movies? Is that not a thing? Are they not familiar? Because it's always the same. They're always like, there's this weird outbreak and people are acting so strange." This is so yeah, wild. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they. They. they do these things. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just yep. makes me laugh. Not everything is like Logan, where there are X Men comic books in the X Men universe. <laughs> Look. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 Earth and Earth TSB. There's no. I don't. I don't think that's how it works. Um, yeah, I, I do dang, think it's they missed out some good movies. <laughs> right. I think it's fascinating though that you mentioned that, right? Because. Yeah, the ending of the movie, the the, the two, the, the, the little girl and, and the woman get to Busan, which is safe. But how long are they safe? There's nothing that reassures you that they're going to beat this, right? Because there's no cure. Nobody came out with a method to prevent the spread aside from trying to kill these zombies. And we still can't even really confirm if you can kill all of these zombies at this point. It spread so fast. Like, it yeah. was, like, way... I don't... It was, like, waves of zombies. It was, like, most of the population pretty darn quickly, which is another thing with fast zombies. It spreads quicker. Yeah. They be zooming. Now, what do you guys think with the reveal that the main character may have or may have not has something to do with it? Uh-huh. Go for it, Mike. It had no... It, it didn't do anything for me whatsoever. Because, again, he he wasn't, like, in the lab making whatever virus this Ooh. was, right? So that's, like, me giving Brandon 50 bucks and then he goes makes, and <laughs> makes a bomb. That that doesn't really... I'm kind of connected to it, but I had no I had no knowledge of it. So, like, it it doesn't really change anything for me. It's a loose connection. I, like they could have went a little harder with it if they yeah. wanted to. Um, I think that it should have been explored a little bit more, or well, maybe not. I do think that it's like an interesting. Um, re- he had to have some kind of like realization. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the idea of like he had some kind of hand in this, and he lost his mom, and he's like putting his daughter through this, and like he's seeing all this death and destruction and like the idea that maybe, maybe he had something to do with it really add, can really add to his character and um, his character arc as well. And that's where, and that's why I asked because 
I like the effect that it had on him. Yeah. Because 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 when he gets this phone call, right? He's already in his redemption arc process. So he's like realizing how much he's failed as a man, how much he's failed as a father, um, how much he's failed as a human being. And, and, and he's slowly like reconstructing himself to do the right thing. And then you get like, hey, man, all that time you spent at work, all that time that you could have been with your family, you maybe inadvertently has something to do with the death of Korea. Yes. So it's like, like to me, I, I just like those little things. And I, and I actually like, Mike, based on your comment, I like that they didn't linger because that's not the main point of the film. It's all about how it affects his character. So, so those, like, those are the kind of things that, like, and also when you go back, by the way, the way this film sets up character deaths, it's so great. Because before Gilgamesh, I have to see this film, dude. You got too much on his. Before Eternals. Gilgamesh, <laughs> what? Eternals. It's just Eternals. The oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Eternals. Watch Eternals um, on Disney Plus, everybody. Not sponsored, unless you want to Disney. Hey, it's all on you, Disney. I mean, you know, we have an anime podcast. We talk about Bleach. Um, <laughs> we could have reviewed Werewolf by Night. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Yes. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, like he talks about what it is to be a father. He talks that it's all about sacrifice and that your kids will, when they grow old, they'll understand. So that after that, he has to give his life to protect his wife and kid. And then it leads up to the main character having to sacrifice himself to protect the wife and kid and his kid. Yeah. So, and, and all that goes like, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. To add on to it, I mean, he saw within like throughout the characters that we are uh, introduced to in the movie between him and the selfish man. Um, I feel so bad for not knowing the actual character's name. He w- genuinely saw Asshole. like two paths for himself. Thank you. Two paths for himself. Um, yes. And that was another uh, thing that really pushed his character arc. You know, yeah. to quote the greatest show of all time, you're going to carry that weight. That's pretty much what happened <laughs> with the main character, right? Like, yeah. eventually, all of the weight of the world came crashing upon him, and he had to try and deal with it and manage it. Yeah. I mean, he did it better than I would. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's the funny thing about horror movies, right? Is that you can sit there all day and say, this character is stupid. Why would you react this way? But if a zombie actually started walking towards you, we, we're going to freak the hell out. <laughs> there, nobody can tell me that their first reaction is, I'm going to bash its head in. Because, and I think that's the particular angle of zombie horror that we kind of take for granted. It's the fact that before you can kill a zombie... You have to get over the fact that that person used to be a person. It's not a person anymore. Yeah. You have to go through those psychological hoops of... Because if it's just a monster, kill the monster. You know? You, you take the bad route. You become Gaston for like two seconds and kill the beast, right? Like, it's that's... It, it, the, the transition... I did that, yes. 
I mean, Disney, we want you to do this. Um, it, the transition is easier mentally. But the idea that that used to be a person or is a person, or, or the idea that it could still be a person, and then you have to take them down and then kill them because now they're going to kill you. And then you carry the weight that you killed something that used to be a person. It just works in you differently as opposed to just killing a monster. Does that make sense? Unless you're sensitive to the idea of monsters or whatever, right? And you always have that exploration, which I found it. In I find it interesting that this film chose not to deal with that. Which, for example, I appreciate The Walking Dead because of that, because that pilot for The Walking Dead is perfect, because it literally deals with that idea, like the whole thing about Rick leaving the hospital and finding the zombie girl. And not being able to end it because all he sees is that girl. And it's not till he gets with Morgan and sees what's going on and the whole thing with Morgan's wife and all the walkers. Then he comes back to kill the girl because he's over that hoop. Does that make sense? He's over that, that first thing. Um, when zombies are done right, they're done right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, what's your favorite zombie movie? I, I gotta know. Uh, me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's Shaun of the Dead. Nice. Yes. Correct answer. It's Shaun of the Dead. It has to be because, and it's funny because, for example, one of the reasons I don't like Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's one. Is, no, James Gunn. James Gunn, not Zack Snyder. It's James Gunn, right? Don't come for a or Snyder cult. It was a mistake. <laughs> it, it was James Gunn, correct? That did the remake for Dawn of the Dead? I think so, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, it was I'll, someone. I'll fact check you. Go ahead. I, I appreciate you, Mike. You're a doll. Um, the reason I, I kind of don't like that film, for example, is because you don't connect with anybody. You really don't connect with any of the characters um, because it's all about the zombie crisis. And everything's happening so fast, you really don't have that much time. And it's all about the awe and gore factor as opposed to mm -hmm. having good characters. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons I, I don't like that one. But then Shaun of the Dead is great because apart from the fact of making fun of the zombie genre and trope, it does zombies right. That's one. At least my type of zombie right. But then even though Shaun is a putz, there's a real story there. Yeah. And there's real sacrifice. There's real hurt. There's real heartbreak. You go through all these emotions. I mean, Edgar Wright is amazing. And, 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 uh, he is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, um, and, and, and the guy that plays Sean, which like Simon Pegg, um, Jack, Nick Frost, like these guys are great. And this film is great. That's yeah. why I'm sure I did. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead was directed by Zack Snyder with screenplay by James Gunn. Oh, so they're both guilty of this. Um, maybe the script was better, but I shun them. I sorry. Um, but shun them. <laughs> now I do want to say this, and I'm going to let you guys do this. That is my favorite zombie film. Maybe until I see The Last of Us. Well, that's because serious. The Last of Us is coming. It don't matter. It's if it's better, it's better. <laughs> hey, I'm not arguing um, there. So, Jayla, you asked the question. 
Please answer. What's your favorite? Um, well, Shaun of the Dead was like point blank my favorite movie for Sweet. A lot, for a lot for a long time. Like my at least my freshman and sophomore year of high school, Shaun of the Dead was my favorite movie. Um I will always, always have a spot for Shaun of the Dead. I will always, always, always have a soft spot for Zombie Land as well. Um, I, I I admire both of them for different w- reasons, um, but they both have such great charm, and they're such unique ways to look at the uh, the the, the subgenre when it comes to zombies. Um, and I, I'm still going to acknowledge your your Rex and your Twenty Eight Days Later. Like, I, they they are fantastic movies. Don't get me wrong, but if I want to watch a zombie movie, I'm probably going to watch like Zombie Land or Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. And talk about another movie that's kind of like built like a video game. Zombie Land is kind of built that way too, like with with the whole rules system and all that stuff. That's just it's just so hilarious. And talk about Shaun of the Dead and Zombie Land. What great intro sequences! The fact, oh yeah, like like what I love about Shaun of the Dead is the fact that you meet the zombies before there are mm-hmm. zombies, and then you question yourself: Is that a commentary about how some people live as zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Mike, I, I have a disagreement. So, so you're tied within Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead. Jayla. Oh yeah, that's that's me. Cool, cool. Mike, favorite zombie movie? Okay, I'm gonna be really controversial, so hear me out. The best zombie movie ever made is Naruto Shippuden Bonds. Here's why: they have the infinite. Well, I'm gone, guys. It's been fun. Adios. We don't need you. We have the infinite Sukuyomi, right? Wait, 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 wait. Pause. Pause. Wait, wait. Happens during the Sukuyomi arc? Yes. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't have. I have not seen not one Naruto movie. Do we need to change this? You need to see a couple of them because they're pretty good. The rest are, are bad. I, I've seen the last, but that doesn't count really. That's kind of like a Boruto movie. So of. yeah, it happens during the Infinite Sukuyomi, and you have all of these freaking reincarnated Hokage and villains, and Orochimaru comes back, and it's like that's technically a zombie movie because they're the living dead. So I'm counting it. <laughs> Fair enough. Jayla, you can come back now. Naruto's over. I'll allow uh, it. <laughs> can Evil Dead count as zombies? They're deadites, yes. I know. Yes. But um oh then forget Shauna Dead. Forget forget Zombie Land. Evil Dead. Green point point period. Uh Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. Okay, Army of Darkness. Yes. You gotta bring Ash into this. You gotta do it. You gotta bring Ash. Absolutely. I actually cool. literally have a plug for a show that's going to already air by the time this airs. I have uh, Marvel Zombies versus the Army of Darkness, and it's like a Evil Dead Marvel crossover right next to me because the last scare is doing horror in comics today. Woohoo! Nice. Ooh, Marvel ah. Zombies is a very interesting book. I've it gets even <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more interesting with Ash. Deceased I, is also very good, by the way. <laughs> Deceased is amazing. You know they're in their final arc right now? Oh, yeah. The final arc is going on. I haven't read, I've read the first arc, and I've 
I'm maybe one book into the second one. Um, I'm right now reading DC versus Vampires, which is it's way better than it needs to be. It's so good. Awesome. Very nice. Well, I assume that is this week's episode of The Last Scare, so that'll be linked in the description for you guys to check out. So you can get all the goodness there. I know Blake has a lot of niche stuff he's probably going to start plugging in that one. I am letting him just have at it. I'm letting him live his best life tonight, and I can't wait. Fun time. Fun time. (laughs) So, guys, I think think we've talked Train to Busan. We've talked peak horror. We've talked... Peak is going to be a word now. Thanks, Isaac. Um, We've talked peak... Peak horror. We've talked great zombie movies. Um, what a great episode of The Shadow After. Taylor, so awesome yeah. to have you here whenever you hang out with us. Um, Thank you. If people want to follow your projects and your awesome stuff, where can people find you? Yeah, um, find me at The Last Scare here on YouTube. And my Twitter is Cheese Stick Rat. I love all things horror and a bunch of other nerdy things. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Before we go, can she address why her username is Cheese Stick Rat? I've been too afraid to ask, to. and I feel like having her on camera, on camera, uh-huh. is a buffer, so she won't that's, get mad at me for asking. Um, <laughs> um, 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 I'm gonna say it right now, Jayla, just so you know how I feel about it, Mike. That's kind of a dick move, but I'll allow it. <laughs> well, Mike, the name speaks for itself. I'm sorry. So you like cheese sticks? And I'm a rat, obviously. That is true. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> Mike, if people were to find you, where can people find you? You can find me at NovaCinephile at YouTube.com slash NovaCinephile and on Twitter and Letterboxd and Facebook at NovaCinephile. Uh, I'm going through 23 horror movies this month, uh, ranking them, watching them for the first time. This was one of them, so that was an easy check on the box there um but yeah i just got done watching the descent rewatching scream uh i've got poltergeist tonight so that should be Eesh. fun <laughs> fun we'll see how it goes uh and of course at the amateur otaku where every sunday we're live streaming it's my hero academia this week it's bleach and chainsaw man next week fun times so uh mike yes ma'am uh yes ma'am oh my god do no absolutely not allowed um so like you, you gotta what's your list you have your full like list to rank, to rank already yes you made the list you genius <gasps> oh my god i am a genius yeah <laughs> all right a forgetful one but still a genius Very <laughs> i didn't know you were there. using that list i didn't know you were using that list he's making a lie. list Checking, Checking it, twice. it twice. What did I He's put on that? He's gonna scream list? like a little what, girl tonight. What if I put you like in? Like, what if I thrown you into? Uh, Malignant, <laughs> Evil Dead Two, Insidious, uh, uh-huh. Fear Street. I'm checking it. Scream, yeah, Candyman, The Descent, which was uh... a nightmare, by the way. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Mission accomplished. But yeah. You can you can find all the rankings, uh, me going through that on Letterboxd. Ooh. Oh man, you're gonna love malignant. But that's another story for another day. If you talk about it on the pod, maybe I'll join. I love malignant. Ooh. 
keep I'll gush about Mulligan any day. <laughs> it's probably like the you're you're gonna you're gonna have a good time with malignant. It's not gonna be a tough one to get through. There is a few on there. I'm like he might have a hard time, but malignant will be refreshing. We'll good see luck. about that. <laughs> Mike looks extremely convinced. Yeah, for, exactly. for like just for context, I put hereditary on the list. Yeah, that was I don't know. Summer? last day. That's going to be Halloween. No. I put I put I just put hereditary. I don't think you should watch hereditary on Halloween. I think you should watch malignant on Halloween. That's the Halloween movie. Hereditary is not Halloween movie. It's genuinely not a Halloween movie. Malignant is. You You'll see- only understand that when you see both. Okay. If anybody wants to follow along and check out Shayla's recommendations, they're in my letterbox in the list section. You just tap horror watch list and they are all there because I'm scared. <laughs> awesome. Is that awesome. a show, bro? Awesome. You can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Twitter and at the Amateur Taco Pod with Isaac and, and, and Mike. Guys, this is awesome. You got to do this again. We have a lot of other awesome movie coverage coming your way very soon. Um, what do we got coming? We got Shawshank. We got... Uh, next up Con- is Constantine. And then Ooh. Me for Vendetta. And then yeah. Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. It's nice. Gonna so excited. So excited. Hey, guys. Stay awesome. Keep watching movies. If you want to talk to us or recommend us movies, the chat the, at the Shatter app, the Shatter after, at the Shatter after on Twitter, um, and you can find us in the Novice Cinephile Network. Check out our playlist. We talk. We've been talking about movies for almost six months now. We love talking about movies, and hope you enjoy the conversation. Have it up, guys. Peace. Adios.